Hello, everyone. Welcome to McKinsey's Discussions in Digital podcast. This is our series that brings together different voices here in Silicon Valley, exploring interesting emerging issues in the digital world while we enjoy some good food and happens to be some good drink tonight, too. Uh, today, we're going to explore the relationship between marketers and marketing agencies, how they're both shifting and how these shifts may affect overall marketing domain going forward. So very interesting one. We're meeting tonight at the Roca Accor restaurant here in downtown San Francisco. Uh, my name is Brian Gregg, your co-host for tonight. I'm a senior partner in McKinsey's San Francisco office where I co-lead our marketing service line. And I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host tonight, Diane Esber, also a partner in the San Francisco office and a leader in our marketing sales practice. Hello, panel. Very happy to introduce our guests tonight who have a wonderful range of experience to represent clients and agencies, so let's meet them. Michael Miller joins us tonight. He's the VP of Creative Experience and Social Media at T-Mobile, and he currently is developing a design studio at T-Mobile. Looking forward to hearing more about that, Michael. He was also most recently the SVP and Executive Creative Director at the agency Sapient Razorfish. So welcome, Michael. Uh, we also have Vivek Bellore. He's the Vice President of Digital Marketing at E&J Gallo Winery, and before that was the Director of Digital Social Media and Analytics at Anomaly, a cutting-edge agency in New York Silicon Alley. So thank you, Vivek, for joining us here in the actual Silicon Valley with a V. And then, last but not least, Sarah Armstrong. She's a partner in McKinsey's Atlanta office in our marketing practice. And before joining McKinsey, she worked for 20 years in global marketing at the Coca-Cola Company, where she led worldwide agency operations across 200 countries. So we have three folks who have thought a lot about agencies and a lot about marketing. Excited to hear from you tonight. So, very excited about this topic. And I just wanted to start with a question of, how did we even get to where we are? So before we jump into looking to the future, I'd love your take on your view of the biggest shift in the last year, two years, that sort of defines how we got here, where marketers and marketing agencies are all sort of trying to figure out the new normal, if we want to call that. Yeah, I, you know, how, how did we get to here? But everyone that was responsible for uh, marketing and connecting to the consumer and driving demand became over-optimized to a very specific set of metrics, right? How am I driving the, down the cost of my media? How am I making that more efficient? How am I getting one big piece of creative? And how do I use it within those systems, right? Um, and as those systems changed, the participants didn't, right? And the entire time, the consumer environment totally shifted, right? Both on a technology side, on a media side, and on what they were willing to value and put up with, right? So with all of those things changing, we're now in a, a whole new world that's moved away from media and into experience. And again, experience, another terribly overused word, but if you look at where the, the heart and soul of marketing activity was living, where a lot of money, a lot of time, and the CEO's attention, the CMO's attention, put to is like, where am I spending my media dollars? Right? Where is that all happening? How am I getting that to be extremely efficient? Now that's starting to shift, right? You see these new titles of chief experience officer, head of of uh, user journey, right? Or the customer decision journey is now uh, sort of becoming more and more prevalent in many places. That means you're optimizing towards different things and different outcomes. Um, and not many people know how to go about it, what the metrics are within that, how do they know what success looks like. Uh, and I think everyone's trying to scramble to figure that out. Scramble is a perfect word. And Sarah, I'm interested in your view of what's led us here to this scramble. I think it's interesting because when you think about the shifting capabilities that are required today, 
um, you actually have to think back to there was a generation of marketers that grew up with a certain set of capabilities and they were very successful at that for a really long time. And then in a fairly short period of time, the, the game changed and a combination of marketers and agencies realized that the capabilities that had made them successful for a generation or two was not going to actually make them successful for the next generation or two. But we're in the midst of that right now. We're actually in a little bit of a generational shift that's happening both on the marketing side, marketers and agencies. And when you think about that, it actually makes you step back and go, okay, what do you actually need to know to be successful in this industry right now? And what, you know, what is a core capability that you as a marketer or you as an agency need to have to actually deliver on connecting with consumers because their expectations, the consumer's expectations have completely changed and everyone is playing catch up in terms of what they actually need kind of to be able to deliver on this whole new experience. I also think about how we got here. The new world means one agency is unlikely to be able to do everything anymore, right? So now all of a sudden our ecosystem explodes and that adds complexity and adds complexity to our marketers but also our agencies and how they partner with others to play well in the sandbox. So I think that also contributes to where we are today. But before we get into solutions, Michael, I want to hear your view on how we got to where we are, and then we can start to talk about where we go from here. I think it's almost a lot simpler than, than even the points that we were making, which is customers are on their phones, flat out. Like, that's, that, is, that is where they spend their time. And there's this, this statistic that, we, uh, that we've been talking about, which is 67% or 70% of the time that someone opens their phone, they have no idea what they're about to do. So really, it's, it's a complete change in the way that customers are actually experiencing narratives, experiencing content, experiencing um, uh, any kind of a brand story. And so it, it changes the way that we as marketers have to think about uh, how we're gonna tell these stories, how we're gonna you know, engage our customers or how we're gonna engage people just in general uh, and try to entertain them or try to draw them into something. 40 to 50 marketing channel options, hundreds or if not thousands of potential consumer audiences. How do you navigate through that in a world where it's very easy to get overwhelmed, potentially? We deal with that, honestly, we deal with that complexity every single day. But we have to tell those stories in unique ways, in ways that are very simple. And now we actually have the opportunity with social, with digital, that we can tell one story at a time. We can tell one point at a time. And we can optimize and sequence those, those points over a period of time with, a, with somebody who might be interested in T-Mobile or a, a prospect, right? Or even our existing customers. Now, what, what it, it also increases, the, the, uh, increases exponentially the amount of content that you have to create. Um, but, uh, but it does provide a, a specific focus to the stories you want to tell or the things that you want to talk about in that we can tell a very specific or unique narrative in a very short and brief way and then move on to the next one and the next one and the next one. Got it. And Vivek, would you do anything differently to add to the simplification uh, objective that marketers may have these days? Complexity is great. Be being complex is bad, right? So you, you have to really do is get to, how do I develop a system? And I think really what I've been orienting all of my thinking is how do we orient ourselves towards systems? Right? How are our agency partners building systems? What are our operating systems for our teams between our internal and external teams up to management, et cetera? How are you creating a system that people can take that complexity, embrace it, and deliver something that feels exceedingly simple 
to a consumer, right? If you had to pick the single most important capability that a marketer needs in this day and age to grow, what would you put your finger on, Sarah? I actually think right now it's data management and analytics, which certain businesses have by the core of what they do, and certain businesses lack significantly and are playing catch up. And so there's kind of the tale of two companies out there these days, those that have data, know their data, understand what they have, understand the power of their data, understand the need to manage it actively, mm-hmm. internally as, as, a, as a marketer, and those that are saying, oh wow, this is a whole area I need to figure out. I think there's two sides to that, which is, I absolutely agree, you've got to have, you have to have the data, you have to be able to understand all of this content that you're going to create, how are you going to get that to the right people? How, what, what's going to be powerful to them? What's going to be meaningful to them? Um, but I would, I would add on to that, it's not only the data, but it's the people to understand it. Like you've got to be able to see into the numbers and understand there's an opportunity here, there's an insight here, there's, there's something that we, that we, that we can uncover that, that maybe our, com- our competitors aren't doing or maybe our competitors aren't thinking about. The data matters, you can learn so much from it, but there's two things I put in front of the data. And the first thing I put uh, in, in any place I've ever worked and in any partner is you have to have a sensibility and a sensitivity to culture. And culture, every time, trumps your data, right? If you can latch on to the right cultural trend at the right moment and milk it for all it's worth, then you're onto something, right? I'll say the second part, uh, which I think is directly connected to a data piece, is comfort with ambiguity. And that comfort with ambiguity actually allows you to make your data useful. I think my data is telling me something. I don't have an answer but I can come up with half an idea that's worth testing, getting out there, the data's gonna come back to me, and I'm gonna be comfortable with this little space of the unknown, that's actually where the opportunity is. And if an organization and the system you're managing knows how to take that ambiguity and start to define it on your company's terms with the mix of your company's data and the syndicated data, you're really gonna get somewhere. We're at this point in the time of the dinner when we actually get to now try to solve the problem. And one of the big questions we're getting a lot of, and Sarah, maybe we'll start with you on this one. What's the recipe for figuring out which of those capabilities ought to be in-house or done by, quote unquote, my team? I think it starts with what are the capabilities that, that a marketer is looking to have in general? Like, what, what are those core capabilities for their specific business and, and what really is core to their business? Then it's the discussion of, do they, does an advertiser or marketer want to bring that in-house? And that is a fundamental question a lot of our clients are struggling with right now, is what do you, where do you want to put your resources, your time, your effort to actually double down and say, this is something we're going to have in-house and we're actually going to be better than anyone else at doing this. When you commit to bringing those resources in-house, it's for a period of time. And so there's a, a longer-term commitment to saying this is a muscle that we want to build internally and that we are not um, you know, going to shift tomorrow that we actually think it's important for us to, to build within the DNA of our organization. Vivek, what would you add, edit, or change? I agree with a lot of what Sarah said, right? You know, it's, it's, it's the commitment. It's knowing that you're building a muscle, right? So how do you exercise it? Which it brings me to my point around systems, right? You also have 
technology questions, right? What am I trying to solve here with technology? How long of an investment am I doing it? Do I have the commitment from my IT partners to be able to manage and support that uh, ecosystem, right? So you start adding these layers together and you go, well, do I want to be responsible for all of that? And is that a reasonable ask, not just of me as a leader, my teammates as you know managers and project leaders, but then you also have the, the surrounding forces that go alongside with it. Um, and, and can that make enough of a difference for you? Because like, then you have to look at all of that is, if I do all of that, will I actually be that much better than what I would be getting from a great agency relationship? Yeah, Michael, I'm wondering if you can help us make the case for because that feels like I would outsource it all. We, um, we've built our own uh, content studio uh, on campus, and we've got about we got about 100 people in there right now. And it does foster a, a different kind of, of uh, uh, mentality for the team where we really do have the ability to explore and, and create and try new things and try different things. But it also creates a space that's safe to say, okay, this is one thing that we really can do ourselves and we're gonna do it and, and we're gonna keep doing it. You know, it gives us an opportunity then to do a lot of that work ourselves. Now, that said, we also work with some of the best partners in the industry, and we work with large partners and small partners, right? And we need to reach out to those outside partners that can help us think about something completely different. And I think that's the balance we're trying to strike. It's not one or the other. Well, and it doesn't sound like it's a binary choice of outsource, insource. I mean, this is a... We would call that a hybrid model, in fairness. Like, I think it is. It's like, what do you want in-house? Yeah. What do you want to outsource? And then this hybrid, which actually a large portion of what, where the world potentially is going is a hybrid model. I mean, if you were to take social as an example, um, you know, the social listening centers that the Coca-Cola company set up around the world were a combination of full-time employees, agency embeds, and contractors. And it was literally a designed model to make sure that there was the best of those three talent pools working against our social media agenda. I mean, it is a really interesting dynamic for, for marketers to think about because it's a fluid talent model. Because that blended model is a combination of, let's bring some people from in-house, let's bring some agency folks, yeah. and maybe some contractors, freelancers, whatever you want to call them, and put them in a mix where everyone's working together for the same purpose and the same objective. And the integration of talent and of capabilities to deliver marketing work is a fundamental capability that many um, organizations, whether you're a client-side marketer organization or agency, but honestly is underappreciating what that capability looks like in this day and age. Because to be able to integrate across capabilities is actually a very unique talent. I have a question for Diane, because Diane sees a lot of this from her own client experience. What's the most constructive conversation you'd say marketers could be having right now with their agency? Yeah, I think it's interesting because part of it is what the marketer can have with a single agency, but I also think it's how marketers can work with their agencies or partners as a collective to come together. Because what you often see is people have really strong relationships with individual people or individual agencies, but getting everyone aligned together, making it really feel like one team, even though there might be 10, I think is pretty tricky. Sarah, what would you say? I think the concept of collaborating across agencies these days is one of the most challenging things to ask agencies to do. Because most agencies that want to collaborate with their agency sitting next to them is competing with them relative to the capabilities that they can jointly provide. But it is almost 
challenging the DNA of those agencies to be able to do that because of how they've built up their capabilities and the muscles in these different areas and be able to say, okay, I can collaborate with someone that technically I'm competing with. So it's a really, I mean, it's a fascinating thing to say, please go play in the sandbox well together, you know, as a client to your agencies and know that you're asking them to do something that right now is fundamentally hard for them because of what they're trying to do, which is build muscles in places so that they can be relevant in the next three, five, ten years. What are the markers or the characteristics of that successful marketer and marketing agency that we ought to, that we'll be talking about two, three years from now? The agency of the future is going to be a balance of individuals that say, I'm, I'm in this agency, this is what I do, this is what I bring to my clients. I think there's going to be those agency personnel that are embeds within, an, within a client structure and they've decided that's where they like to play and live. And then there's going to be the freelance and contractor culture that is continually coming in and out the door that allows the, again, the breadth of thinking and the talent to, to be diverse. And it's those three pieces that is going to drive this industry for the foreseeable future. And it's just a matter of how agencies come to terms. Agencies are already doing that, by the way, but it's not as maybe transparent to clients as maybe everyone needs it to be. But it's how those three talent bases work with a client on a given piece of business and how that structure is very fluid. And those three pieces of, of the kind of talent puzzle are going to just continue to, to evolve. I feel like the, the answer of going back to the creative will, will happen because so much of what was some of, um, you might say, the technical side of agencies, like the, the value of aggregation that they provide and bring together different media outlets, that's going to go away. And they'll, they'll manage a creative, and really great creative will, will have to come through. I, I really, uh, another thing I just keep on harping over and over again is how much communications is going to move from being about uh, media planning and into experience and service design. Yep. And I think that's because if you look at what is the future of brands, it's not just going to be a message, right? And so the future of the agency has to be the future of the brands, yep. right? So what's the, the future of the brand? You're going to be wrapped with more services. You're going to be wrapped with, you know, more technical features maybe, true product quality, craft, these other layers that might come along with it, partnerships. So you, you move in that direction and where brands are servicing you know, the consumer more, interrupting you less. Michael, the brand and the agency of the future, what will we be talking about in a couple of years? We're all going to be working for Amazon, Facebook, or Google because basically all things will be consolidated into one of those three brands. Thank you, panel, for being here. This has been a great conversation. Appreciate you joining me tonight. And thank you all again for a fabulous podcast and our discussions in digital. For our listeners, please tweet us your ideas for our next podcast. Who do you want to hear from? What do you want to hear about? And to learn more about what we're publishing, check out our site, McKinsey Digital and McKinsey on Marketing and Sales. Thanks, everyone, and good night.